0: Now, when you see the trees up, you know what they represent. Be real, be righteous, be ready. Be real, be righteous, be Yeah. Be real, be righteous, be, yeah. be ready. Now, yeah. right. now, when you see the trees up, you know what they represent. Be real, be righteous, yeah. be ready. Yeah. Be real, be yeah. yeah. righteous. Alright folks, how you doing? Welcome back to the True Results 303 Podcast. Once again, I am Russell, your host. I want to thank you for being here and listening to the podcast. Your time is valuable and spending it with me means a lot. Once again, don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, YouTube as well. We've got health, fitness, nutrition videos there. And once again, just... Go ahead and let people know about this podcast. If you're on iTunes, please leave a review, whether good or bad. It'll help me out greatly. If there are any other topics you would like me to cover, once again, please contact me. You can do that through email at trueresults303 at gmail or at yahoo.com. Once again, that is T R U Results303. There is no E. Coming at you today with another nutrition podcast, and this is one is going to be all about carbohydrates because that is usually going to be the first macronutrient that people want to try and manipulate. Sorry for the noise, we got a dog here. I'm house sitting for a buddy. That is the first carbohydrate that or the first macronutrient that we try to manipulate when it comes to our nutrition strategy, our diet. So first we need to understand that a carbohydrate is a macronutrient, and that is going to be the macronutrients are protein, carbohydrates, and fats, and sometimes people will throw water in there as well. And for one gram of carbohydrate, there is going to be four calories, so we need to know that as well if you are trying to get into specifics. That one gram is four calories. So whenever if you're looking at a food label, you're going to see something like a can of soda has 20 grams of carbohydrate, right? 20 times 4, that would be 80. So the 80 of those calories are sugar or carbohydrate, which is sugar. And I was going to give a shout out to some folks so let me do this real quick. I forgot. It's on SoundCloud some people following. And to tell you the truth, I'm not sure about how how uh, reliable these these people are that follow because to tell you the truth, it seems like people follow and fall off. The same thing happens on Twitter. I hate that, you know? Like someone follows you and then within 3 days they're not following you anymore. Same thing on YouTube. I don't understand it, you know? I really don't But I actually got quite a few followers off of my last one. So it's Tammy04, Avril Meltzer, Rebel Bethany, Rebel F. Bethany, Mr. Soothe Goo, Isabel Coletta, and Evie Cat. So once again, thank you for following. I hope you stay a part of the podcast community. Once again, that was all on SoundCloud. If you're on iTunes, please leave a review. I checked that. There was nothing there. But anyways, back to it. Four calories per carbohydrate. Now, we all know if someone is abusing carbohydrates and consuming too many, that can lead to insulin issues, which is the main Hormone that is created when you consume too many carbohydrates, and that can lead to diabetes. So, you know, some of the clients that I have that I train with have diabetes, they're pre diabetic. That's a reason why they want personal training because they want to get their health in order. And for some, it's way too late, and you've got to be aware of this. If you do not get your diabetes under control, this can end up creating nerve damage, and then it will create a loss of function of limbs. That's how dangerous this is. It can create nerve damage, from my understanding. Uh, and once again, I haven't dove too deep into those types of things, but once again, that's something to be aware of. If we do not get control of these things, major things can happen, major health issues. So the first thing you need to understand is the two different types of carbs. There's going to be complex carbs and fast-digesting carbs, simple carbs, right? Simple carbs and complex carbs. Simple carbs are usually going to be the ones that are going to get you into major trouble. And, you know, those are going to be ice creams, pastas, or pastries, sorry, you know, ice cream, pastries, soda, juices can be... um, Troublesome as well. Even if it's fresh, squeezed juice from the fruit, it can be. It can have an impact on you. Anything that's going to be processed, that's in a wrapper, usually even in a box. Sometimes, um, even though I do see pasta as as a good thing, it can be. Uh, but those are the main ones you're going to have to worry about, and that's because those are the simple carp. Just like it says, it's a simple form. It's already at the simplest form. So once it hits body it and it goes straight into the bloodstream and that's where you're going to have major issues that's where we're going to have that insulin response and in saying that i'm going to go straight into diet soda research now is starting to show that even when you drink a diet soda and i'm assuming this could happen for gum anything that tastes sweet but is zero calories you've got to understand that research is now showing That once you consume a diet soda, the body senses with the taste buds, right? With the sense of taste, it senses sweetness. So it's like, okay, here it comes, right? Sugar's coming and it starts to release insulin into the bloodstream. Unfortunately, since it is zero carbs... There is no carbohydrate for the insulin to work with, so you are still getting an insulin response even though it is zero calorie and zero carb. So once again, you need to, in my opinion, have to cut out diet soda as well. That's a soda I drink just because my old boss got me hooked on diet soda. Um, But once again, when I start drinking soda, you know, I drink like one a week, one a month, something along those lines. I'm rarely drinking diet soda. I don't really drink it. But if I do drink soda, I prefer diet, and I usually drink Diet Mountain Dew. Because if I drink a normal soda, you know, regular Mountain Dew or something along those lines, it just makes me nauseous. And my old boss just got me hooked on it just because whenever I'd go visit him and work with him, he'd always give me a diet soda or buy me a diet soda. And Diet Mountain Dew was just one of the ones I loved. Another thing you need to worry about with the diet soda, since I'm on it real quick, is you've got to understand... When I was doing my research, they said they actually discovered these artificial sweeteners when they were trying to create like a pesticide or an insecticide. They were trying to create something to kill or, you know, for farming purposes. So um, when you drink or consume these artificial sweeteners, they attack your gut bacteria And kill your gut bacteria. And that's where a lot of your immune system is. They say it's like 80% of your immune system is within your gut, within your belly, within your intestines, where the digestion takes place. So once again, once you are consuming these things, it can affect your health as well because it is going to kill your gut. I think they call it your gut biome. I don't know. But anyways, your gut bacteria, the good gut bacteria, is going to kill it. So once again, simple carbs, anything processed sugar, ice cream, cookies, cake, all those types of things, stay away from. Now, the complex carbs, these are the ones you want to focus on. And this is going to be, you know, some will disagree, rice, pastas, legumes, whole grains, fruit. Uh, But once again, you need to be careful of fruit because I think they say when it comes to fruit, you want to make sure if you're going to be eating fruit, they're always going to say berries are the best. Blueberries, blackberries, strawberries, all those things because they're low on the glycemic index, which is just a, a table, kind of like the periodic table of elements, right? It's the same thing with fruit where or pot, uh, carbs where it's going to talk about how fast of an insulin response those fruits or those carbohydrates will Uh, Produce insulin, right? So it's how fast will insulin be produced when you consume those carbohydrates? That's the glycemic index chart. And there is a flaw in the glycemic index chart, and I'm going to talk about that in a second. But once once again, when it comes to fruit, you want to make sure that you are consuming fruit where you can eat the skin. Or same thing, orange juice with pulp, because that pulp is fiber, the skin is fiber, and this is going to help slow digestion so once again that's why it is the complex carb it's the slow digesting carb they say that bananas create a high insulin response so if you're a banana person you want to be careful that you're eating those at the correct time because they can have a high if not the highest insulin response when consumed so just remember remember when we're consuming these Fruits, we want to make sure we're eating either berries or something that has the fiber in it because that's going to help slow the digestion and create more of that complex carbs. So fruits are difficult, right? They, they can go either way. They can go simple carb or complex carbs. So you got to be careful. Next, we're going to go into, like I said, the glycemic index. We touched on that. That is how fast of an insulin response the body has when you consume a carbohydrate. So, of course, there are low... You know, low carbs and high carbs when it comes to that glycemic index, but you also got to remember the glycemic load. All right, this is the big thing the glycemic load. Normally, we're not just going to sit down and eat an entire bowl of rice and that's our dinner. We're usually going to combine it with other foods, proteins and fats, and that can slow the digestion. Fat slows the digestion. So, even though a carbohydrate by itself, can have a high glycemic response. Once you start combining those foods, that response can lower because now you're creating a different response of digestion. So just beware of that, the glycemic load. There was something else I was going to talk about right there that I that just skipped my mind. Hopefully it'll come back up. Uh, so now I guess it's going to be how many carbohydrates should you eat? Right? This is going to be a big thing. How many ky- carbohydrates should you eat? And once again, this is just going to be based on your activity level. If you're someone who lives a more sedentary lifestyle, you don't even need as many calories to survive because you're not moving and your body's not burning calories. And then if you're not burning calories, any excess calorie that you consume is going to turn into the possibility of turning into unwanted weight or fat. This is kind of the same concept of how we can see our grandparents or people grow older and it seems like they usually kind of eat the same amount of food or consume the same amount of calories and they just continue to get fatter, right? And that's because their metabolism might be slowing because of they're not moving or they're losing muscle mass, and if you're losing muscle mass, I think we can see it as they get older. People get skinnier, right? And normally that means you're losing muscle mass, and you don't need as many calories in that case as well. So once again, it's going to depend on your activity level. For for you know professional athletes, they're usually going to be consuming like fifty to seventy percent of their nutrients are their calories from carbohydrate so i'm going to go just with easy mathematics here if you're on a 2,000 calorie diet which if you're an athlete michael phelps when he was swimming in the olympics was at like nine or ten thousand calories so two thousand that's just kind of the basis i'm working with just because the math is easy that means you're going to be consuming anywhere between one thousand to fifteen hundred calories from fat or from carbohydrates sorry And that means you're going to be consuming 250 grams to 375 grams. Somewhere in that range. Or actually, I think it's 250 to 300. So just make sure that that's what you're going to be consuming in carbohydrates. If you're very active. And once again, everybody's different. Your body responds differently to carbohydrates than my body. We need to understand that. That's where I've also... I've also mentioned I think on the best diet. I talked about the best diet is usually going to be consuming the same foods as your ancestors, right? Not as the human race ancestors, but as your family history. Right? That would be like telling an uh, an Eskimo who, you know, grew up in the f- frozen tundra where there's probably not a lot of plants or carbohydrate, they probably eat a lot of fish sea vegetables and you know fat to tell them that they need to eat a certain amount of carbohydrates a day that's not going to work that's not what their body is used to their body has adapted to a certain type of diet so you need to make sure that you know kind of a little bit of family history and for me i had a conversation with my grandmother on my mother's side because my grandparents on my father's side have both passed away But I asked my grandmother one day, I was like, well, what did you grow up eating, Grandma? Right? So I'm 34. It's 2016 right now. My grandma, I think, just turned 80 maybe. So what did you grow up eating, Grandma? And she is Hispanic. And she said, we grew up eating rice, beans, potatoes, tortillas, and once a month we would have meat. So rice, beans, tortillas, and potatoes. So on my mother's side... It's a carbohydrate dense diet that means most likely my gut bacteria, my body is would be possibly able to consume high amounts of carbohydrate because that's what my grandmother and most likely grandfather grew up eating now on my dad's side, they were ranchers, right they all they grew up on a ranch farming cattle so. They're more high meat, I would assume. I didn't get to talk to them about this because I wasn't a health nut back then. and uh, But I would assume they were probably more protein and fat. So once again, for me, now I'm in that dilemma, right? Should I go high protein and fat or more carbohydrates? So now comes the experimental phase. What are you, you know, try both and see which one works better for your body. That's what it's always going to be about. Next, we're going to talk about when is the best time to eat carbs. Now, this is a this is a, a very touchy subject as well. That's what I was going to talk about. I, I forgot. I'm going, to, I'm going to go all the way back to the beginning here, real quick. So now, pretend you are pre-diabetic. You are um, a diabetic. You know they're usually going to give you some some form of restrictions. And, you know, the best thing, unfortunately, is try to go zero carb, get your insulin under control. But that can be difficult. So, you know, you got to take baby steps. That's when you would just switch to complex carbs and try to cut out the unhealthy, high sugar, highly processed foods. That's all I wanted to say, you know, because I'll hear people sometimes and they're with a a doctor or they talk to a nutritionist, their doctor, and they're like, oh, yeah, they told me just to eat uh, 200 grams a day or or less. And I'm like, dang, really? 200 grams a day or less? Because two times, you know, that, that's still a lot of carbohydrates. But I guess as long as you're making that switch to uh, complex carbs, it's good. But in reality, you just need to try to cut out as much carbs as possible. Um, but anyways, the best time to eat your carbohydrates. Now, there are usually going to be three key times to eat carbohydrates. And that's going to be First thing in the morning when you wake up because you've been fasting anyways, right? You're on an eight hour fast. That's why it's called breaking the fast. Breakfast, and once again, you want to make sure you have complex carbs, not simple carbs, because you want to you want a steady release of insulin of blood sugar in the body. Right, and if we're eating those complex carbs, that's the great thing about them. They're going to create a long and slow. That's why they're slow digesting. They're going to create a slow blood sugar release. So you want to make sure that you are consuming the complex carbs, the slow digesting carbs. There, so that's the first, or you know, one of the best times. There's three, uh, three. Three times of day that are the best times to eat these carbs. The next is going to be right before your workout. Why? Because you already know you're going to be utilizing it. So in that case, you could almost even go with a, uh, a simple or fast digesting carb. And then the next time is going to be directly after your workout because you've just exhausted and depleted your carbs and now you're going to have to replenish your carbohydrates and that's going to help you... Build your muscle back even stronger Or bigger However you want to uh, Pronounce it So those are the three best times of day To eat carbohydrates Right in the morning Before or after your workout Other than that you should try to avoid those carbohydrates And once again It's also just going to be depending on Your activity level If you are very active You're exercising an hour a day You work a manual labor job You're going to be, of course, eating carbohydrates all day long. But if you're someone who just sits at a desk all day and types, you're not going to want to eat as many carbohydrates, if really any, okay? So the next thing, like I said, it's going to be the first thing that a majority of people are going to be trying to manipulate when they start dieting, right? Go low carb, go high carb. What are we going to do? Um. So now you've got to learn how to carb cycle correctly. Now carb cycling correctly is a difficult task because people don't really understand the concept of carb cycling. So what it means or or cutting carbs. So like I said, we're gonna go with that, that carb cycling. I'll start there first. So that's just utilizing the carbs at the correct time of day. So eating on those three eating carbs at those three times of day that I just discussed right when you wake up before or after you work out. Those are gonna be the only times. That'd be carb cycling within a day. Next is going to be, you're gonna eat more carbs on a day you exercise, and you're gonna eat less carbs on a day you don't exercise. Right, So you're kind of cycling your carbs throughout the week, and this is going to keep the body guessing as well. So once again, if it's a day you're not gonna be exercising at all, don't bother trying to eat any carbohydrates or minimal carbohydrates. If it's a day you're gonna be exercising, Carb up all day long if it makes you feel better. So that's going to be the ways you can carb cycle. Next is cutting calories. You know, people want to say, I'm on a low calorie diet. The downfall is they're on a low calorie diet. And when they're on this low calorie diet, what they do is they just reduce their carbohydrates, but they eat the exact same way. And that's not a true low carb diet. Okay, that's just reducing a certain type of food, that That would be more of a food elimination diet, I'm just going to eliminate carbohydrates, right, that's not, that's not truly cutting your carbs, because if you're truly cutting your carbs, we all know what happens when you cut carbs, right, you become sluggish, you become tired, maybe even a little irritated and grumpy, and what you've got to understand is if you're truly going to carb cycle or reduce your carbohydrate intake, you want to make sure you are adding those calories back in protein and fat. If you're not adding those calories back, then you're pretty much just not eating calorie or carbohydrates and going through all the troubles of 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 not eating them and avoiding them for no reason because true carbohydrate restriction means you're going to still add those calories back in. Cuz most likely you're not losing calorie you're not losing weight because you decided to go on a low carb diet. You're losing weight just because you reduced your calories. Okay? So a true low carbohydrate diet would mean I'm eating 1000 calories in carbs. And I'm going to try to eat no carbs or minimum carbs, which means I still have to get those 1,000 calories in, right? So proteins and fats. So if you just decide to cut out all carbs, that just means you're really going from 2,000 calories to 1,000 calories. So that wouldn't really be a low-carb diet. I mean it is, but in reality, you're just reducing your calorie intake which could be another reason why you become grumpy and upset and agitated easily just because you're at such a low amount of calories not carbohydrates. So once again just remember that you got to make sure that you are adding back in the calories in another macronutrient. Don't just cut the don't just cut the calories. You got to add it back in so you're at least still hitting your 2,000 calorie a day or whatever the case may be because you want you know that you're walking that fine line of entering starvation mode which you don't want to you don't want to get into starvation mode. So once again, it's just be careful when you're reducing your carbohydrates and make sure that you are doing it in a safe way. And it's not just a big calorie cut. So, you know, so there you go. I mean, there's probably other things I could talk about, but those were the main ones that I wanted to, to, the main points I wanted to bring up. You know, what are the best types? When's the best time to eat them? Proper way to carbohydrate cycle. all those things. This right th- I think right here is everything you need to know. I mean unless you want to go crazy and start learning about the way these hormones truly act and the grueling and the leptin and, and all these different things. But if you do everything that I just talked about with you know high carbs on active days, low carbs on non-active days, adding those calories back in. If you do all that, your hormones should never be out of whack because you're carb cycling and you're adding them in and you are actually – creating a cycle you know kind of like the seasons of change you're creating that throughout the week and you're going to be on the right track i mean if you like i said if you want to go more into the functions of hormones in the body and stuff that that does have its place but this is going to be perfect for you so there you go everything you need to know about carbohydrates putting it all into play is going to ensure that you are not only fit but you are healthy Remember, it's not about just losing weight. It's You want to make sure that you are losing fat, not muscle. So once again, I want to thank you for spending your time with me. Like I said, your time is valuable and you trust me to give you valuable information. And I hope this information is of value to you. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you're on itunes leave a review or just something simple just hit the you know give it a star rating once again don't forget to follow us on social media facebook twitter google plus youtube as well for fitness videos spiritual videos Um, those links should be in the description box once again make sure that you share this with everyone else If you have any specific topics, you can always email me, trueresults303 at yahoo or at gmail.com. And once again, thank you for tuning in. Stay tuned for the next episode.